Y'all, we live in difficult times. There's war, political unrest, the pandemic, poverty, families being torn, communities ripped by gun violence and people dying every day. Police, injustice, it's all bringing so much pain. But y'all, we can look inside our minds and we can understand who we are, become better, and do this thing like we've never done it before. But it all starts with our mental health and I know we can do it. I believe in you because I believe in me and I believe in us. Let's talk about perception because when people tell me they have issues with communication, I wanna go to perception. How do you hear what I'm saying? What yeah. are you really Give hearing? an example. Yeah, they're like, oh, you know, this person is always saying this or doing that. Well, let's talk about it. Provide an example for me so that way we can understand how to look at it from another per person's point of view. Right, right, right. So, exactly. So, if I tell you I don't like hot dogs, you hear I don't like hot dogs when you cook them. <laughs> or people who eat hot dogs are disgusting. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. like, ah, that's what I heard. That's Even though I... you said you don't like hot dogs. Now I'm like, oh, but because I like hot dogs, it's a problem. You don't like me. <laughs> right, exactly. Or the person who feels like complex PTSD. I think sometimes when people are feel threatened, they communicate in a way that makes other people feel defensive because they on the attack. Because they feel attacked by something. Mm -hmm. They're on the attack. So they speak in ways that make people feel like, I never do anything right. You're always wrong. You don't do anything for me. you always messing up. Mm -hmm. All these always and nevers. And then those labels we put on people. And we're doing that because we are hurt. And so now put that off on other people yeah. because we have never dealt with our trauma. So now our trauma is triggered. Our smoke alarm is going off. Mm -hmm. And boom, now somebody get it. They're like, whoa. Back off. I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to be bothered. Yep. Yeah. You get that over-apologizing. Sorry I did this or sorry I do that. You know, and overgeneralizing scares people off. It's like the reference that we talk about in anger management a lot of times where Richard Pryor accidentally set himself on fire. And he's on fire running down the street. And if you are running down the street, you're on fire, how many people can honestly help you? They want to help you. They see that you need help. But how can I help this person? <laughs> you are on fire. You're screaming. You're all over the place. But I know that you need help. We got to figure out how to put out the fire first. We got to calm those flames down, calm that temperature down so I can then intervene and help you. Right, exactly. And so... So in, in order to do that, yeah, we got to bring the tension down, right? Yeah. So now we can have a real dialogue about what's going on here. And mm -hmm. we have to be able to hear the person and what they actually mean yeah. versus hearing it as a threat mm -hmm. or a put down. But we also have to communicate in a way where we don't put out threats. We don't put out down, <laughs> putting people down, yeah. making people hurt. You know, I find in many cases with people who've been traumatized, when they have difficulties communicating their feelings, they, they may say all kind of stuff. Yeah. And then later they disassociate in a way. And it's like, they don't even connect with what they said. True. So it's hard. How do you have that conversation? Once the temperature is low enough, how do we even go back and say, Hey, I really want to talk about what happened yesterday. And they're like, huh? 
I don't recall that happening. That didn't happen. That is not how it happened like that. I don't know what you're talking about. Right, 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 right. So they minimize, they avoid because they don't want to get into a a nine. They don't want to get into the discussion about it, and or they don't really say nothing at all when there is there needs to be a discussion off the rip. Yeah. And they're just like quiet. They don't say anything. They again disassociate. They mm-hmm. disconnect. They don't really say anything. And maybe that's because at some point in their life they did try to communicate or did try to express their feelings, but they was always shut down. They was always told you need to be quiet or shut up or whatever it was. So now that's how they deal with everything. Well, I'm just gonna be quiet. Maybe that they realize that that saved them in some way, just to shut down. Yeah. Like to freeze because in their early experiences where they were abused, that. If they got quiet, didn't say nothing, They'll stop. things will stop. So as soon as you try to come to them and have a real conversation about something you got to concern about, they go back to that place, not realizing that's not where you are now. Right. So with that being said, I think sometimes, do you think that people with complex trauma issues may struggle differentiating between people who are being supportive and caring and people who are being controlling are toxic. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it's hard for them to tell the difference when someone's trying to nurture them and give them constructive feedback because they go into the defense mechanism of, you know, I got to protect myself, flight or fight. This person is telling me that I'm doing something wrong. It's all about how they perceive it. So learning how to be vulnerable to receive as well as strong. Mm -hmm. Develop this hard shell over Mm -hmm. time through the different multiple complex traumatic things in their life. And it's a strength, but at some point it can also be a weakness. So learning how to be vulnerable and even taking some time out. If you're in a relationship with someone and they're asking you to make some changes or giving you some feedback internally, Taking those breaths once again and asking yourself, you know, is this person trying to help me or harm me? And then you take it back. Okay, well, what have they really said about me? What were they telling me? Okay, they were just saying that they didn't like hot dogs. (laughs) Are they really talking about me? You know, are they helping or are they harming? How can I start to make the hot dogs differently? You know, how can I make some changes? And will it hurt me if I made these changes? control Mm. can be perceived as a bad thing but it could be support at the same time exactly so and because maybe at some point in our life we didn't have control we're always sensitive to having control but we don't really know the difference between people who are really being supportive and caring and loving Mm -hmm. and the ones that might be toxic and typically what we do it sounds like what we do oftentimes we bring back in those people that will lead us to the same type of traumatic experiences over and over again. You know how many times I've said to people, you know what? It seems like this person sounds like the last person that you used to talk to. Wow. The cycle. Just continues. I say it seems, it, it, you know, it, you know, they might be a little different, but it's the same thing. Same concept, and, same experience, bringing on the same emotions. Yeah. With different people. So I think when people struggle with complex PTSD, they also struggle with a play. Like they, they want to have control So what happens is that they tend to gravitate towards things that they understand, which makes them familiar, which then they feel like they have more control because they're there. It might be more like a project. And and let me say this, you know, people do this project thing. You know, we'll see red flags. We'll see yellow flags. We might see some blinking red lights. 
and we'll still keep going. Keep going. But this is even worse, right? This is even worse, right? We'll see some gigantic orange cones. There's that construction site with those little, little things up. And they got all the little white things going and flashing. And it says, hey, construction site for the next five years. But we'll still try to go down that road because we feel safe in that. And we'll say something that's really secure and really supportive. We'll say that's boring because we're so used to chaos and confusion. Chaos, yes. We're so, we're, we're so used to things being disorganized that we won't even embrace the possibility that... You're right. You know, yeah, and the cycle continues. And the cycle continues. And then they ask, why does this keep happening to me? Yeah, yeah. So and, <laughs> and, and think about relationships and even and so even with our family, we might have supportive mother. Some people who've experienced, you know, Trauma may have a supportive parent, may have a supportive auntie or uncle or grandmother or someone. And, you know, they try to be there for them, but that, but they're not comfortable in that space. They're not yeah. comfortable in that space. So the saga continues. The saga, the story continues. Mm-hmm. They, they keep finding chaos. And it goes back to those simple things. We keep they finding chaos. They seek it ca- out. Huh? They seek it out. They or they're out. drawn, right? Energy attracts, right? Will we attract what we put out comes back to us. So yeah. we're constantly thinking like, I am traumatized. I'm a bad person. The only person I'm ever going to be able to deal with are abusive people. Then that's what you are going to get. You know what? And I think to some degree we are, how should I say, how should I say this? Trauma, destruction, chaos. Mm-hmm. It is, it is part of who we are. Right. But if I were to go on YouTube right now, I think there's a lot of great material, a lot of things that's, that, that helps, but there's a lot of trauma bonding going on. And when people tell me sometimes, oh man, that is so good. When I go and I look at it and I see the material there, people are bonding and they're being connected around their trauma and don't even realize it. So if I bring you the light, oh, you don't want to hear the light, but if I can bring you more pain, suffering, violence, Oh my God, look, oof, that's where I want to be at. Yeah. Forget being in a peaceful place and being in a joyful place. No. So we get, I'm sorry, did I get too excited? On that one? <laughs> Very excited. I, that was I, a strong no. And no is a complete sentence, by the way. So, so yeah, you know, we get in this place and we just, we get pulled into that. We move to that and not realizing, look, all this is doing is speaking to your trauma. Yes, it is. It's nurturing the pain. It's nurturing the pain. It's just feeding reinforcing it. it. Feeding yeah, it. I'm validating it. And so we engage in experiences that keep reinforcing our trauma versus moving towards experiences that's actually going to help us mm-hmm. come towards some change. Yeah. But we keep framing our reality in such a way that we can't move in that direction. And so now we just, the narrative continues because we won't do that. Or can't. I don't think it's a decision of won't. I think they, some people have inability. So they're they, still in the cage. I'm sorry. They're still in the cage. I can't get out. I'm trapped in this cage. And we're like, well, the door is open to the cage. Why haven't you hopped out? Because I'm afraid. I don't think that I can do it. I don't feel like I deserve happiness. I don't think I deserve security and safety. I am used to being locked in this cage. This is familiar and this is safe. And anything outside of that, I'm afraid, and I don't know what to do with it. All right. You know what? When you say that, it makes me think. I remember when I first started my, my, my practice, mm-hmm. and then I started getting some, like, motion with it. Like, people was starting to come, and I was starting to see the fruits of my labor, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I remember sitting out in my car in the parking lot feeling like, 
an imposter. Like I wasn't supposed to be here. Like I was waiting for, excuse me, for crap to hit the fan because I wasn't supposed to be this person in this good place. (laughs) You know, we started off talking about hope a little bit. And I think oftentimes when we are struggling with our trauma, we've gone through this story. You know, we talk about black paranoia all the time in, you know, this idea that we should always be going through stuff looking for what's next. Look, yeah, what's next? I got to be ready. Right. Mm -hmm. So if things are good, we don't know how to embrace it because we're always thinking on some level that we should stay and be where we've been. You know, stuff about to hit the fan. Hey, I, I, I'm going to be ready for it. I'm waiting for it. Come on. I, I'm just ready for it. So we can't embrace where we at. In the moment. It's more power in the present moment. You got to be in the moment and accept that good things can happen to you. You deserve to be successful. You deserve to be happy. You're not all the things that already happened to you. And being comfortable with feeling that way for a minute, right, with our emotions. But that level of anxiety that you have about, that you had about, you know, am I doing enough to be successful? Am I supposed to be here? What's about to happen next? That gives you the drive to keep pushing forward and to know, like, well, I'm beyond where I was prior to this. Exactly. I'm successful. I'm moving forward. And if it feels good. I'll keep going. If not, if it's making me too anxious to build and keep going, then I'm going to stay right where I am because I'm at peace and I'm okay. Yeah. And I think in that regard, I think we also should understand that in our relationships that we are worthy and deserving of good. And and when we see it, Mm -hmm. it's probably going to be different from what we are familiar with. Sometimes to get what we want, we have to go away from what we thought and what we we experienced. We can't be the person we was. We can't, we have to look outside of that. But if we keep that same mentality, that same experience, Mm -hmm. then we can't expect for things to be different. Yes. You cannot heal in the same places that you were broken. You have to step out and start doing something unfamiliar and new. Right. I love that. You cannot heal in the place that you were broken. You have to. What'd you say? I don't even remember. What did I say, y'all? I said you got to be comfortable with growing and moving out of the normal. We got to grow. We got to push forward. Exactly. So, you know, I, I think, you know, with relationships, we have to be willing to do that. And we have to decide that. And it's hard when we've been, you know, traumatized to think about this. In, in, you know, we're saying a lot of things. And when people have been traumatized, I think it's important that they have an opportunity to hear the things we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But also it's important that they begin to develop coping strategies yeah. and using interventions to help them not only from the top cognitive to from their head to their toe, but also from their toes to their head to help balance themselves out. Because I know... Sometimes I feel like when people have been, you know, traumatized, Mm -hmm. it's hard for them to hear. They can hear intellectually, but to really hear and act and on things, they also have to engage their bodies in the process. Yes. So they can actually get better at doing what they need to do to improve their quality of life. Remember, I think as I said in the last one, we have to self-care. Yes. We have to self-determine, we have to self-love, and we have to self-act in order to drive our car where we're trying to go so we can reframe our reality and have a different type of experience. But if we still driving that car with, on those rims, 
We're going to be moving with a whole lot of friction and going nowhere fast. Listen, you want to say anything else on this, Aisha? No, I think we covered it. Listen, if you liked this episode, I would want you to go down to the discussion box, add your comments and questions. Because, y'all, we got some more relationship stuff coming. So if you got ideas on it, hey, shoot it to us. Like us and subscribe. In our next episode, we'll be talking about some things we can do to help us overcome our trauma so we can live a better, more healthy life. I'll see you in the next episode. All right. Thank you.